welcome out there to another exciting episode of the album argument i'm ryan i'm jeremy and we are so happy to have you with us today jay under 10 seconds give us a quick rundown of the album argument we're handsome 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 and we swap albums and we determine what is the best and worst song from the album and we're handsome that is the best description of this podcast ever. And I've got like two seconds to spare. Seriously. <laughs> Guys, I am so excited. People out there in listener land, first off, thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate it. But I am super excited. A couple weeks ago, I gave Jay uh, the Criteria Unguard album, which I called, I told Jay, was in my top five of greatest records ever. Please go back and listen to that episode. It's a good episode. That's good. Very it's good. good. I liked it. Now... I have to give Jay another top five record. I'm talking about Big Country's The Crossing. Ooh. Ooh. Big Country. Oh, man. So, a little bit of information, background information on them. Big Country was led by Stuart Adamson, who was actually first known for being a part of the band The Skids. If you've never heard of them, just go look up that uh, that that song that Green Day and U2 did a couple years ago that they got really popular on called The Saints Are Coming. That's a, a cover of the skid song, The Saints Are Coming. And uh, that's actually a good song. Um, and if you go back and listen to some of the skids albums, you can hear elements of Big Country in them where you could see where Stuart Addison wanted to take the band. Well... The skids weren't going that direction, so he decided to leave before the recording of their final album and start his own project, i.e. Big Country. He got his friends to come and join him. He got a rhythm section for hire, literally called Rhythm for Hire, to come and join him. <laughs> nice. Uh, and, and ultimately produced what I consider to be the most underrated in America, in the United States, underrated 80s album, like in general. Sure. It is such a good record, such an amazing, amazing record, and it is overlooked simply, in my opinion, because people chalk them up a little bit to be a novelty act because they had their one hit song in America in a big country, which mentions the name of the band, Big Country, and I think some people put a little bit of a weird connotation with that. They're like, you know, it's got uh, the name of the band's in the song title. That's a little bit, you know. uh. Put me in that camp. I was probably part of that yes oh yeah like I, I will fully admit that like anytime i've ever heard i the, the the first song that comes to mind uh there's a song out there by uh called to the nth degree by a band called Morningwood, and they literally all they do in the song is just spell the name of the band Morningwood. m-o-m-o-r <laughs> and it's just like it's such a obnoxious song because it's like okay we get it your your name is a joke and now you have a song. The only song you're known for is just you spelling the name of your band, and that's a joke. So that I can see why that band didn't go anywhere. However, this is not the same deal. Big Country is not the same deal. This should have been a super popular band here in the United States, and it's a shame that they weren't. I agree. Yeah, In a Big Country is wonderful. It's a great song. Now, they released The Crossing on Mercury Records back in 1983. Their first single that came out was actually Harvest Home in 1982. It didn't get a lot of airplay here in the United States, but all of a sudden, here comes this track that just blew everybody away, again, titled In a Big Country. And it became known for its use of 
Well, guitars that kind of sounded a little bit like bagpipes. Of course, I'm talking about like the Celtic rock nature of Big Country. And then Big Country also became known for using a device called an Ebo, which is prominent on the songs The Storm and Poor Old Man, and basically, again, making it sound like the use of synthesizers and bagpipes in their music when they're not being used at all. Very, very ahead of its time in that sense. This album is just downright incredible. It has spoken to me on so many levels. I mentioned a few episodes ago that it's it's very obvious that I connect to music in an emotional way. Um, I'm very nostalgic for music. I, I connect moments of my life to music. And this is another one of these albums where it just, the entire album speaks to me on a different level. And I was so happy. I've hinted towards it ever since the first or second episode of this podcast that Jay was going to have to listen to it. Jay, the time is now. I have given you The Crossing by Big Country. Tell me. Don't break my heart, Jay. But tell me, what are your thoughts? Well, I was pleasantly surprised. I do like a lot of this album. Um, I think I like more songs than the album, I admit. I apologize. Okay. So there are good songs. Um, it is pure eighties gold, yes, but rocking. So yes. I think that's what's underrated about that. And that, uh, I, I did listen to a few of their other albums. I, I think, I don't know. Nothing struck me as kind of powerful as this album. Yeah. This particular. is definitely the strongest out of all their records. So it's, it's, I love that it has the guitar. It's got the, would we go so far as to say the, the Irish influence so is that irish or they that? are actually scottish ah, see, no and that's fine because then people get confused uh, a lot of people think they are from ireland they're from dunfermline of fife in scotland so i've heard some people say dunfermline but it's dunfermline to my best understanding a small uh scottish town it's about like i believe a six hour t- train ride to london from there okay you know? but I'm probably wrong on so many levels. Well, I'm totally wrong in that I apologize to our Scottish listeners out there. You go, oh, not Irish. But anyway, so I apologize. So I love that it has the intertwining guitar lines that are Scottish and so forth that it's it's very... you, you know where they're from. Right? Oh, yeah. You, so yeah. I do like that. Uh, there's a few things that I have problems with, though, in that... It's not, it is a sound of the 80s that I think, and this album has probably been remastered, but yes. I think it could use some remastering from the album that version that I listened to because like from the first song, In a Big Country is a hit. And often this might happen that they might have somebody else mix it and nothing against who mixed it. And I have no idea. But then inwards, and it's more the mastering, inwards mm-hmm. is quieter, darker. In, in my mind, it just, it, it loses something that the song is not bad inwards. It's just the flow of song to song. It loses something that is holding me back from liking it even more. So I have a problem with the overall mastering, maybe some of the mixing, you know, maybe just a sign of the 80s and quality and things like that. Uh, But no, a lot of great songs. I'll go ahead and say In a Big Country. That's my favorite, I have to say. I've always liked that song. I didn't exactly know it was Big Country. Um, Yeah, you can laugh at me. I didn't know it was Big Country. (laughs) It's all good. But I don't know. it's It's great. It has so many different changes. It sounds like the 80s, but yeah, I wish, I hate to say it, that I wish I heard more of that, which, so all of my favorite songs are In a Big Country, A Thousand Stars, Harvest Home. They kind of have that similar vibe to them. Yeah. I love that sound of it. So real quick, In a Big Country. I never took the smile away from anybody. 
It's great. Yeah. It's totally different, I think, than every other song it is. from the 80s. And so that's what makes me like that. And I'm in that camp of, you know, in a big country. Yeah, that's that's the one that I think about now that I know big country. But I think, I don't know, it, it just makes me want to listen to more. And maybe I will listen to more. But I don't know. It's just, it's unique. Very unique. Well, and I, I don't think people give it enough credit for its lyrics, though. If you really read the lyrics to this and know what happens to Stuart Adamson in the future... This, I mean, for those who don't know, Stuart Adamson unfortunately suffered from serious depression and ended up taking his own life in 2001. This song, though, he is basically, he is trying his best to maybe encourage himself, encourage others to pull their lives together and come up screaming like, oh my God, like it's beautiful. The lyrics to this song are much deeper and intense than people understand. Sure, and across the album too. I mean, that's—I I admit I don't listen as much for lyrics, but some things kind of popped out. Oh yeah, oh, okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And for you know, simple pop songs that sometimes it is what it is. That it's it's great to hear beyond the the surface meaning, and maybe that's why maybe just people didn't catch on and get it, and then it just didn't. And I totally understand that. I, I get it. But from the live videos that I've seen online, I mean, it's, it looks like they had a great live presence. I wish. You know, I could have been there to see it. This album is older than me, so I definitely yep. couldn't have been there. But older at least, than me. Yeah, so that uh, it has that kind of dance feel to it of the 80s too, so I appreciate that. And that's part of this song, but it has the guitar in it again. I mean, I don't know. It's great. Again, the quality is the issue that I have, so maybe a new master would be good. But the song, if I had to choose a bad song, now they're all great songs too, so I just kept going through. I was like, okay, that's good. Even the quality issues, okay, that's good. Somebody might hate me about this because I think it has bigger meanings than... Um, what I'm about to say, but Poro Man, is that how you say it? Yes, that is how you say so it. So I know there's probably some meaning, but it's mostly instrumental. If I had to choose a song, it's the last song. It's almost eight minutes long. I'm sorry to say, it's just not the song for me. I'm going to cry. Now, if they cut the song in half and just did the the part where the lyrics come in, maybe. But I don't know. It's just because it's the end of the album. Now, if you're listening online, too, they've added some songs. So there's part of a re-release or, let's say, the streaming version. Uh, but this is the, the original final song, right? From what I understand. Yes, this is the original final song. And so, yeah, it's just mostly instrumental. And I could see this could be, um, you know, my favorite band, Smashing Pumpkins. They always have a longer song in the album. So, you know, the, nothing wrong about long songs. But again, if I had to choose one, all the other songs are pretty short, to the point, it moves on, it, yeah. it flows, and then I get to this song, and I don't know, something's just lost. So I, I apologize. It. I know there's probably some meaning to the song. I kind of looked into it, and but anyways, thank you for sharing it. I don't know if it's something that I'll buy. It's probably something that I'll stream and check out more. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's rocking, so I appreciate it. That uh, I, I've, I've always, again, liked In a Big Country, and I just wasn't sure who that was, but now I know, so thank you. But obviously, you really enjoy this, based on what you've told uh, us. So, 
rip me apart. No, tell, no, no. Tell, no, no. Uh, tell me how it really is. And I'm, I'm just interested in uh, what your favorite and least favorite, because I'm since not you gonna, love it all. I'm not going to give you a sad story <laughs> like I, I've done in the past, especially with like Jimmy Eat World and stuff. Okay. Good. Uh, no, man. That. Like this, this album, ever since I was a kid, I've loved In a Big Country. There's something about that song that just really motivated me. Uh, I just found to be really enjoyable. And now, Kind of a, uh, if we go back to, I think, what, episode four, we talked about uh, Dashboard Confessional. And I told you that when you bought the single on iTunes for Don't Wait, you got a bonus song of Dashboard Confessional covering in a big country. And I love me a good cover song. I, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I love a good cover song. Now, this is a very generic, straightforward cover song. There's not much, you know, take hit or miss with it. It's it's basically the same thing, just with Chris Caraba's vocals. But I've always had In a Big Country in the background somewhere. I don't remember, to be honest, I don't remember how this album came into my life, to be honest. All I know is it happened a few years ago, like two or three years ago. Maybe it was something off of YouTube. I was watching In a Big Country or watching the Chris Caraba version of it or listening to it, and another song came on. I was like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> but the, whatever it was, it it led to the next thing. And I ended up buying the album, downloading it to my phone, and that changed my world. And it changed my world in a, in a great way, in, in a very positive musical way. I was in a musical rut at this time. I do remember that, uh, where things just weren't sounding good to me anymore. And this album came out. And I'm like, what? I, every song, I was blown away. We went camping the uh, back then. And I even played it for my parents. I was like, do y'all, y'all remember this band, Big Country? And they're, even my parents were like, yeah, we know that one song, but what, what is the rest of this? And I remember my mom was even like, oh, that's interesting. Like, okay. But I don't think anybody really paid attention to it, except for my wife. And I would put it on like a, a playlist when we would go to bed. I, I, and I would put Big Country on. And even she's like, this stuff's really good. And next thing you know, I'm singing all these songs. I'm listening to them constantly, and I connect to every single song on the album, even the ones that I have nothing to connect with. Like, let's let's be real. The songs The Storm and Poor Old Man are story-based songs uh, based off of Scottish heritage. I'm obviously, I don't think I'm Scottish. I don't know. I need to do a DNA test. Well, there's 23 and Me, man. 23 and me, if you're out there or ancestry.com and you'd like to sponsor the album <laughs> argument, we'll take the test for you. I'd like to know where I came from, <laughs> other than what I already know. That being said, I don't know if I have any connection to Scottish heritage. And but for some reason these songs still spoke to me. And then my dog died. And I know this sounds weird, and people are gonna be like, dude, it's just your dog. Nope. This was, you, and you know Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, Jersey was, uh, so for people out there who don't know, Jersey was, she was a special kind of dog. Uh, my wife had her before she met me, but uh, about six months before she met me. And then when we got together and got engaged and stuff, we brought the kids around. And this dog, this big Rottweiler mixed with a Husky mix. And she just took after the kids, like, they were her kids. She took such good care of them. And it, we didn't, it's, we did something she was never trained to do. She just did it 
Those were her babies. We would go for walks. We'd go to playgrounds and stuff. And she would, she would find a good spot and she would lay down and she would let the kids play behind her and she would watch out for them. She would look back every now and then to check to make sure they were okay. And then she kept guard. Those were her children. And I remember my wife and I sitting back going, that's just beautiful. That's <laughs> so cool. Like, oh my gosh. She was a sentinel to our family. She took care of all the animals in our family. She took care of us. She took care of my babies. When she passed, it was hard. It was very difficult for my wife. It was difficult for me. It's difficult for the kids. And the song Close Action played constantly for us. And there's the, the chorus in there, I will carry you home. And for some reason, that just spoke to not just me, but to my wife as well. And both of us would just get really emotional when this song would come on. And we're like, dude, that's our dog. That's Jersey. It's a good song. Yeah, and and I know it sounds weird, but as we get older, we you and I are both reaching these ages where unfortunately people around us start passing. And it's a part of getting older, it's a part of growing up. It's it's a sad part about being an adult. And so, you know, and again, people out there listening are like, dude, that's your dog. No, that was a member of our family. Yeah, totally. Um, and but you know, in the short time in the past like three years of listening to this record, I've actually, I've lost a lot of people, uh, including my dog. <laughs> uh, and, and then up until recently, my grandfather passing and out of all these deaths that have happened, including my dog, my grandfather going has been incredibly difficult for me. And it's, I, it's been something that I've been struggling to work through. And again, here comes this song and it just randomly comes on. And it's just beautiful. And it just reminds me that, like, everything's okay. You know? And I'm getting emotional talking about this because, you know, like, I love these people. And you know how you find those albums every now and then that just talk to you. Mm -hmm. They are there for you. They get you. And, again, this was recorded before I was born. Like, and I don't know. I I feel like I relate to Stuart Adamson a lot in his lyrics. um, And I feel the pain that he is maybe cleverly disguising in some of his songs. And and I get it. I get it. And I want, I want to reach out and give him a hug, but he's gone. And I don't know. There's something that's beautiful and haunting about this album in that sense. Um, Chance. Chance is a great song. Can we hear a section of that, please? Yeah, musically, I think it's, let's say, sad that not as many people have listened to this yeah. because it's got great guitar lines, uh, great bass. Yeah. Oh, Tony Butler, the bass player. Oh, my gosh. He is 
he is, I don't want to say he's a god because, you know, I don't want to, you know, sacrilege or anything, but man alive, he is an underrated bass player. Yeah. And so, that yeah, definitely listening to this more and more. And, you know, here you talk about even the lyrics, too. Yeah. Of course, I listen to music just first, just based on my year. Yeah, but that's totally cool. I mean, yeah, great. I agree. It's, it's, it's all great. The dueling guitars that are throughout this whole album, and they're complement. They're not dueling as in who, who is better. They're complementary. So whenever I've listened to music that has solos and stuff in it, I look for, are you trying to show off? Or are you trying to complement the song? And I've made that statement before, like the solo complements the song. There's not a single solo on this album that is not a perfect complement to the melody. Each one is precise. It is to the point, and like they're intertwined so well. It, like this record is gold, in my opinion. It is amazing. There's so many good songs. Harvest Home, such a such an amazing song. Uh, Thousand Stars, amazing song. Fields of Fire, which Harvest Home and Fields of Fire were both singles, and I can totally see why they're singles. Look those up. The live sure. versions are incredible. You can see the fans really getting into Oh, my gosh, so good. So are you saying the best is Close Action? Close Action is okay. the best so song the best. There. And it's hard to pick that as the best, but there's okay. the emotional tie to it. Sure. So For me. if there has to be a worse song. There is no worse song. Oh. I'm invoking what I said during the Smashing Pumpkins that once a season, you don't have to pick a bad song. I'm not picking a bad song for this. Every song on this is perfect. This album is perfect. I highly suggest everybody go out there and give this album a chance. This album is amazing and beautiful with all of its faults. Everything that you mentioned about its mastering and stuff, you're 100% correct. Steve Lillywhite's the producer on this record. He's a legendary producer. Sure, sure, sure. But he was still young when he recorded this one. So, yeah, there's faults. There's stuff that should have been done different, should have been done better. But there's something about that that I absolutely love. There's something about that that, again, speaks to me. The imperfections of me are in this record. And I'm sorry for if you're out there listening, you're like, dude, every time this guy talks, he gets into this stuff about, like, his emotions and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, man, like, that's who I am. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm an emotional junkie sometimes. Like, I, I connect my life to music. My life is music. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, that's why we, you know, do a podcast to talk about music. And yeah. so I think it would be odd if you don't have, not you in no, particular, but you. as as you're listening to this, if you don't have you know, certain memories in your life that's not tied to music. Yeah. Like, I do tie to things like, um, I think we talked about, like, the Ryan Adams album. Yeah. Like, I remember driving around, and it's where we lived in Houston, and I had to drive to gigs and things like that, and it just, it reminds me of that time, right? And, uh, you know, it could be tied to a wedding, a death, things like that, but that's, you know, that's what music is wonderful for, or just art in general. It could be a story, uh, could be some visual media now, so I think that's that's the the greatest thing about art. That sometimes, if uh, personally, if I don't have the words to put into, you know, pen to paper or whatever to email now or whatever, that at least somebody else is gifted enough to do that. And so, yeah, I'm thankful for the artist, and hopefully, everybody out there, you can uh, support these artists. So. Um, and the, totally. the band, you know, there's a version of Big Country, right, that's still going. Yeah, there is a version that's still going. Uh, two of the original members are still in it, and um, um, they're they're going on, you know, and, that, and good for them. Uh, I'm fine with it. They do their thing. Uh, there has only been one Big Country album released called The Journey that does not have Stuart Adamson on it. 
Uh, and even though Tony Butler, the bass player, does not play on that album, he did help write a lot of the songs that are on it. So it's cool. It's pretty much the entire band. Um, I don't know. I, and again, I'm sorry to break our own rules, uh, but I, I, I can't. I feel like saying that there's a song on this album that is not up to snuff is saying that there's something wrong with me. And I don't think there's anything. No, I'm not. But like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. To me, there's there's that one or two perfect albums. Like to you, to me, that are just across the board perfect. This is it for me. This is my, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to claim it, my season one pick. That's your season Perfect one. Perfect record. So maybe the the worst thing of this album could be to not listen to it. Correct. I would say that's the worst. Now, if we were to actually put on what the extended copy is, uh, the extended, there's two or three songs on that extended version that I can't stand. So that that's an interesting point that, um, not to jump in, but, you know, sometimes we're all crazy about B-sides, but... They're These, left off for a reason. They are very much B-sides for a reason. So um, yeah. be careful as you're streaming albums, as we've talked about in past episodes, and this episode is what Ryan just mentioned. Albums now throw on all these extra songs yep. that were not intended to be on the original album. So it's kind of tricky. Usually they're at the end. Sometimes they're in the middle of mm-hmm. the album. And so you go, this just doesn't cut it. This And that was probably the producer, the, the record label, the yep. artists themselves. And some B-sides are cool. You know, fan of Smashing Pumpkins, they have a lot of extra B-sides and covers and things like that. But um, just be careful as you're listening to these albums. And sorry to cut in, but... No, um, that's perfect. As you said, there's a few songs on this one, the extended cut. The extended cut's that's not... So is not good. It's... Well, I mean, it's good, but, like, the the extra is not good. Now, this does have a connection to uh, Dave Grohl in mm-hmm. a weird way. Okay. Okay. Uh, as we talked about before, The Kalur in The Shape by uh, Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters... Um, actually had a song called The Color in the Shape or The Color in the Shape that got knocked off the album, yet the album is still called The Color in the Shape. The Crossing also had a song called The Crossing, which was the title track that got left off the album. However, they still called the album The Crossing. Interesting. It is. It's kind of, it's kind of, I will admit, it's a little weird. <laughs> If you have a title track and then you take the title, but you're yeah, we already printed it, I guess. Let's just stick with it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Or it could be a line, like I mean, in our previous episode. So, baby darling, yeah. dollface honey is just a line from the song. True. So maybe I don't know. It's cr- the crossing. Maybe it's kind of the theme. It's the theme it's mentioned. Definitely, so it makes sense. Yeah, but it's but the song's not there that's, unless you get the reissue. That's kind of funny. So it's funny. So please support, uh, you know, the group and let's say the estate of. Stuart Adamson, yes. and yeah, and, and please, the rest of the band. Please listen to this album. Please purchase. Um, like, like I said, it might be a streaming one. You know, mm-hmm. I might favorite it. Right, Ryan, of course, loves it and has uh, multiple versions of it. Let's say, you know. Oh, I have it on vinyl. Um, I actually, yeah, I have it on vinyl. <laughs> I have it on CD. Um, I have this album on a backup vinyl. Wow. So I have two vinyl copies. And mini disc and cassette. I and don't have the cassette or mini disc yet. I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> mini disc, right? I still remember Best Buy and oh, having yeah. a mini disc uh, um, area. But anyways, I have become a big country super fan. Nice. Um, I have been listening to everything. Their next album, if I would call this a five star record, their next album is a four star record. Ooh. And then unfortunately, it does not continue to go up from there. That is unfortunate. But it's like you've said before, we've had our entire lifetime to write that one album and then a year to write the second. (laughs) 
This right. is, to me, this is Stuart Adamson's magnum opus. This is what he was put on the earth to make. And I am so thankful that he was there and that I got this because it is, it's there for me. It's helped me. It's been everything to me. I appreciate it. It is in my top five of greatest records ever. And it's a late entry. Yeah. Because generally when you solidify your top five, that's generally when you're a teenager or when you really get into music, that's when that's made. This came in in my late 30s. Nice. And thank you for sharing it too. Like, you know, I'll, I'll listen to it more. And uh, for everybody out there listening right now, let us know too. Go yeah. to our website, thealbumargument.com or on Twitter and Facebook, at least as long as Twitter is out there. Maybe by the time this, this is posted, there might, might not, not be, be Twitter. So who knows? Um, contact us and let us know. Do you think this is a top five is it uh, something that you might buy something that you might just stream or never listen to again so we're in, i'm interested to hear what everybody else thinks about it and hopefully uh, we kind of make a few more big country fans out there thank you everybody out there for joining us i really do appreciate it no jay does too yes i do as well and please support the artist as he said check out jeremy's spotify playlist do all that stuff like us share us yada 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 we are the album argument i'm ryan i'm jeremy thank you for joining us deuces we are out <laughs> <laughs>